0: Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris, And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We wanna share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. and welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. It's your host today, Elizabeth Paris, and I'm so excited to be here with you, you guys. It's been a while, and I apologize. <laughs> um, I actually am going to talk about the little break that I've had and, and the time that I've taken to just do some healing for myself, and I hope that you guys are all well and and um, finding fulfillment in life and healing in your days and taking time to rest. So the podcast is arise and thrive, but one of the most important parts to arise and thrive is to rest and heal. So rest and heal—that's what we're going to talk a little about, a little bit about today, and also the process of mourning. I am no expert on the on the topic or the process of mourning. However, I have experienced mourning and I have navigated through that. So I do have some experience there. Um, although I don't have tons of training, um, I do know that there are steps for mourning and, um, And there are stages that you go through and that as you go through mourning, you're not going to experience it the exact same way as anyone else. And it doesn't mean that you're going to go through every step, I don't think. I think everybody's different or you're not going to go through at the same timing as other people. So, you know, I lost my dad last March 2021. And um, I felt like uh, some of my family members mourned quickly. You know, they had their time of like um, that denial or that um, like anger and depression came on a lot faster for them. And for me, I was very busy doing a lot of my mentoring and things like that. And so I think I had denial for quite a while (laughs) as my dad had died. And um, I I think I really, you know, because I guess there's a few different models of steps that you go through with mourning, but the model that I have been looking at is just four steps and it's denial. And then number two is bargaining. Like I should, or I, I should have done this or that, or, um, it can be actual bargaining. Like if, um, I do this or that, can these things change, you know, maybe even bargaining with God or bargaining with ourselves or bargaining with others. Um, or I could have done it differently. Like could have, should have, would have <laughs> almost. Um, and then the number three is anger and depression and number four is acceptance or like that healing and acceptance. And so, um, the other thing that I've actually thought of is we kind of go back and forth between different emotions. Like sometimes you'll have a week where you're doing awesome and you're feeling great. And then all of a sudden, like something will come up, some depression or anger or sadness or tears and it's just a process. It's not bad. It doesn't mean you're going backwards. It just means that's part, that's one of your layers of healing. And I think really being understanding as you're going through morning or going through a healing process is really important that resting and healing will uh, allow you to arise and thrive in your life. And I think sometimes, you know, for me, I was feeling like, if I stay busy, if I keep going and doing these positive things that I'm doing in my life, with my coaching, and my podcast, and you know these positive activities and interactions with my family, I almost felt like I could almost avoid some of that um, despair, depression, sadness that um, we experience when we have loss. And so I almost think I was running away from that a little bit. Like I had an experience a while back. I was visiting my sister in Grand Junction and I was walking along a canal um, and it had a lot of, um, what are those flies called? Horse flies, a lot of horse flies. And as I was close to this canal and walking there, these horse flies kept landing on me and it was like, oh no, they're going to bite me. And so I'd whack them off and try to get rid of them. And I had this thought and it was, if I start running, I wonder if that would be enough momentum that they can't hold on to me, that they can't bite me. And so I thought, okay, if I just start running, then they can't grab on, right? And so I did. I started running because I was out to exercise anyway, and I was kind of being lazy in my exercise. I'm like, I just want to walk for a minute. I'm tired. And, you know, I tucked myself out of the running in that moment. And so these flies tucked me back into running. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I'm going to run. And so I started running and I watched to see and the flies would come close to me and they'd circle around me, but then they wouldn't land. They couldn't land. It was like, oh, this moving target, I can't grab hold of her. And so that's what they were thinking. Right. And I'm thinking, ha ha, I am running fast enough that they can't grab onto me. And so anyway, I'm running next to this canal and these flies are, are, you know, still there, but they couldn't couldn't latch on to me and couldn't have that potential to bite me. And later on, I was telling one of my mentors about this. And she said, you should really think about that as what is this experience trying to tell me? How am I like this? Like, how in my life do I try to run to avoid something? What am I trying to avoid? And I, there was a lot that came up. You know, I do not like negativity. I'm not a person that likes negativity. So I know that I run and I keep busy so that I can avoid negativity, not only my own negativity, but the negativity of those around me. And so I saw that first off, that analogy or this experience of avoiding these horse flies is like me trying to avoid negativity in my life. And if I run fast enough, if I have these goals and I'm working hard and I'm helping other people reach their goals, then I can avoid this place of negativity or these heavier emotions. But then if I'm avoiding those heavier emotions, am I allowing healing in? Because if we need to, if we are going to heal, we actually have to feel the emotions that come up out of us that are ready to be released. And if we're running too fast, um, or avoiding those negative emotions we're not going to like the that the running too fast is is causing us to avoid these emotions then we're not going to be able to feel those and heal those my qigong instructor always says if you can feel it you can heal it so if i'm not not allowing myself to feel sadness depression like not for long periods of time but to actually feel it and allow it to come out i'm avoiding those and i'm not allowing that healing and so You guys, oh, these last few months for me have been hard because I have felt like I needed to slow my pace so that I could feel. (laughs) There I go. (laughs) See, this is what I need to feel, right? We need to feel these emotions that um, are maybe inside of us because of past experiences of hurt. And so then as new experiences come up that are hurtful, like losing someone, um, those emotions that are heavy that are stuck inside of us are actually being able to come out and be released and I truly feel that if you lose someone in your family they have actually anyone that you love has caused some sort of hurt in your life I believe (laughs) I don't think anyone's perfect and so we cause hurt right with each other we don't mean to usually but a lot of times you know we forget someone's birthday we aren't sensitive or thoughtful about hearing their feelings, or, you know, maybe we just don't, we over, over promise someone to someone and we don't deliver, you know, like, Hey, we're going to do this or that, you know, I'm going to help you build a playhouse in the backyard and years go by and it never happens or just whatever, you know, we all promise things or, um, have high hopes that things will happen. And sometimes we don't make those happen. So there's obviously going to be hurts from people who are close to us. They are well-meaning for the most part, and and we're gonna have hurts. And some some people are super hurt, because hurt people hurt people. So some people in your life are super hurt, and so they they are putting out a lot of hurt, because that's what's inside of them and what's going on. Well, as we um, start to feel some of these hurts that are going on inside of us, and we start to heal those, we can allow healing of those around us as well. And um, so in this time that I've kind of taken a little break, I've been afraid to take a break. I'm like, I don't want to stop running. And not that I'm not moving. I'm still moving. It's a slower pace than I prefer. It's a slower pace than the running that I like to avoid the flies. Right. But as I have slowed down and said, okay, if I'm going to rise and thrive in my life, I've got to rest, rest and feel and heal. And, um, and you can rest in every day in your, your every week schedule, you know, scheduling in bath times, hot bath times, or scheduling in a nap, or even taking an unscheduled nap when you're feeling really tired or whatever you need sleeping in. Um, So you can rest and you can heal in everyday life. But I felt like, I don't know, I've just felt this desire to be a little bit more of a homebody and just sit with myself and my emotions and be with my family and and also allow some healing and some um, forward movement in my home. And so ever since October, you know, I started, we we have that um, in order to thrive group. And um, we focused on order in October and you can find it on Facebook if you want to join that group and post little things of how you're improving your home or organizing your home or cleaning spaces and getting rid of clutter. Um, But I've been getting rid of clutter physically and making more order there, but I've also been getting rid of clutter emotionally and internally. And that's been so good because as I've felt what's coming up and I've sat with these emotions And I've tried to love myself in that. It has been very good for me, (laughs) even though I I prefer a busier um, forward movement and um, goals that push me a little bit more and have me interact with others a little bit more. I've actually needed this time to just really send love to myself and um, allow myself to feel what I'm feeling. Um, Even the other night, Uh, something came up with my extended family. And as I was um, thinking about um, some of the hurts and feeling some of the hurts that were inside of me that were actually triggered by current stuff, but there were layers there that I was feeling. I, I could not sleep that night. And I tossed and turned. I think I got a couple hours of sleep, but I was up journaling and writing things out and just crying like a baby. I was just crying and crying and I needed to. And I asked myself how many layers of hurt did I just process out? It was like 15. That's what my, my brain answered me back 15 layers. And I was like, okay, were these all my layers? Were these all my hurts? And I felt like, no, I felt some of them, I'm very empathic. So some of these hurts I felt came from my father, who I was very close to. And as he's been healing in, you know, his existence after this earth life, I have felt him releasing as he's released things. I've felt that those things are releasing up out of me, which has been very cool. Um, But I did feel so much hurt this night and just crying and um, I've learned that as I feel these things, to not try to close my heart, to not be angry and to not think I should have, or I could, or this or that, but just to be there and to feel it. And part of the reason I've learned this is from a book. It's called Whatever Arises, Love That. It's by Matt Kahn. And it is terrific for helping you to look, to bring more love and healing into your life. So he has a couple of really awesome mantras that he shares. And one of them is to just tell yourself, I love you. And you say that, I love you, like you're saying it to a child. And he says his other mantra that is super powerful is I deserve more love, not less. When I am mourning, when I am depressed, when I'm angry, when I'm frustrated, When I am slowing down and not accomplishing as much as I desire, I deserve more love, not less. When I don't reach my goal, when I'm not my best as a mom or a wife, when I make a mistake and others, I feel judged by others. I deserve more love, not less. And so whatever you feel inside your body too, as a sensation, sometimes, you know, when you're feeling guilt, you'll fill it up in your chest, right. Or down in your gut, like, Oh, I feel so guilty. Or maybe you're feeling anxious and you feel butterflies in your stomach um, or that uh, energy kind of rising up through you, that, that anxious energy. And you want to just send love to that area If it's in your chest, you're sending love to your chest. I love you, right? If you're feeling it in your heart or in your stomach, sending love to the heart or the stomach. I love you. Thank you for what you do for me. It is okay that you're feeling this way. And so whatever arises, love that. Such a good book. But those two mantras, that I love you mantra and sending love to you, Even if you didn't do your hair that day and you're still in your pajamas, I love you like a kid who is still in their pajamas on Saturday morning. It's okay. Right. I love you. Or whether it's, Hey, my house is a mess and I just want to eat cookies. (laughs) I love you. Right. That's okay. We're just going to give ourselves some grace to grow. Actually my shirt that I'm wearing today says grow with grace and, uh, uh i really feel like as we are graceful with ourselves we can allow that healing and we open our hearts when we send ourselves love when we have all that judgment or i should have done this or i could have done that or why did i do this or that or that was so stupid or all of those judgments about our behavior or about our feelings that they're bad those kinds of things close our heart down but adding and sending that love and giving more love in those moments that we really need it. Not less allows us to heal, but it also allows those around us to heal because they're feeling that we're in a healing space. And then we also send forth love to them. You know, when our child is throwing a tantrum, they deserve more love, not less. It doesn't mean that they deserve all of our attention and, um, You know, maybe to be rewarded as they're doing what they're doing, but maybe they do just need a hug and they need to hear, Hey, I love you. This isn't the best way to show me that you're frustrated, but I understand that you're frustrated and I want to help you. Could we try it this way? You know, could you try telling me or, you know, pulling on my shirt and saying, Hey, I need help mom or whatever it is, instead of screaming and throwing and laying down, Um, So it's just that space of whatever's going on, it's okay. And then loving that person and what they're doing. And also with us, it's okay. Whatever's going on with us, loving us with whatever's going on. And then we can look at other options, other behavior, a different pattern, because a lot of times those emotional insecurities and that emotional immaturity in certain areas is what's causing us to have that reaction or that response and if we add love to it that emotional insecurity can actually be strengthened like healed and changed and we can have more power to move forward in the future if we don't always have you know the rug being pulled out from underneath us in certain situations you know if we're always feeling hurt in our marriage and that comes up this hurt and, oh, this person is always hurting me. My spouse is always hurting me. And we just go to this space of hurt and kind of close down and almost fetal position. We're blocking ourselves from, from that because it's like we're bracing ourselves and getting ready for it and getting defensive rather than opening ourselves up, feeling it, trying to understand what's going on. And I'm not saying with abuse or things like that. Um, Those kinds of things need more, more help, more talking things out, more understanding and willingness on both sides for people to work things out. But I'm talking about regular everyday stuff, regular everyday hurts, um, hurts from childhood that come up. They, we need more love. We need more love. We have so much judgment in this world so that I love you can heal so much in you and in your child and say your child is just being really distant and they want to be left alone right then sometimes you know you can talk them into hey I think you really need a hug or whatever but certain kids really need their space that's love is giving them that space and as they're away from you sending them love saying I trust that you know what you need and I love you and I'm not worried that your whole world's going to fall ap- apart because you're rejecting my love right now. That's okay. You'll receive it when you're ready. Just trusting and loving them right where they're at. Um, so I think one other thing I wanted to mention is that it's very important for you to get your feelings out. And I think this needs to happen daily. And if not daily, then at least weekly. I know I like to do a journaling where I write, I feel angry or I feel sad. I feel frustrated. Um, And I try to do that every day. I feel upset when my kids, and it can just be a quick thing, or it can be, I'm writing for 15 minutes and I've got five pages here and I'm going to crumple those up and throw those away. So all that negativity, we're getting it out and the brain is recognizing that, okay, these are things our bodies recognizing it, our spirits, recognizing these are things that are bothering me or hurting me. And I'm going to let go of some of that. I'm lifting my burden and allowing those things to come out because we do need to get it out. My husband's a very vocal person and he'll sometimes do almost this emotional (laughs) throw up almost like with his emotions, because he likes to talk it up. I'm more of, I don't want to hurt people. And, and not that he doesn't want to, he, he doesn't want to hurt people, but his personality is that he likes to talk it out. And so as he's writing, sometimes one of my mentors, um, Aaron Benson, who's been on here, he said, he likes to imagine himself almost as like a blank sheet of paper that is taking whatever that person is saying and allowing it to be written upon the blank piece of paper. And that he just gives that up to like, God, like, okay, here's all this frustration or hurt. This something needs to happen here. So I'm going to be this instrument to help this move forward and go to a healing space, go to father in heaven, go to savior, Jesus Christ, or go to whatever you believe the universe. And so as you release that and you let that go back to a healing space, then it can only really come back to that person blessed and help them to be able to process that. Um, So I love that idea too, because some people really do get vocal and verbal in their releasing and that's how they process. But if you can write things out and talk to a tree, like, I mean, a tree can hear you, but they're not going to judge. They're not going to be hurt by what you're saying. They're pretty stalwart and steady and still pointing to heaven. And so, I mean, even your dog or your pet, you know, whoever you need to talk to, talk it out if you, if you need to be verbal and then, or write it out because writing things out can help you identify really what's going on and what's bothering you. And that can help you identify solutions, which is very powerful. We all need solutions, right? So get out your feelings. And if you're not going to do it daily, like a ride out or a talk out, uh, you can do right and burn, you can do right and crumble and throw it away. Um, But as you get out those heavier things, you're going to feel so much better to um, address what needs to go on in your life, what you want to have happen, those goals that you want to reach. And then the last thing is that weekly, I had another mentor, Kirk Duncan, and he said that weekly he loved to, or he consistently put in his week, a time to cry. So crying is important. Crying or sweating is really important because the body processes things out through that release, right? That release of tears or that release of sweat. And so if you're exercising, you're releasing, right? If you're crying, you're releasing. And um, so if you want to have an experience of trying to cry more often, you can set aside a time. And sometimes it's like, well, how can I just command my feelings to go to a crying space? Well, music helps. You can turn on some sad violin music or some piano music, some sad piano music that's touching or kind of more of a journaling or thoughtful music, and then allow your thoughts to go to where am I sad? What feels sad? This world has a lot of sadness and not even sadness. That's our own. We're feeling a lot of sadness right now through the war, um, in Russia and Ukraine that's going on that conflict and we're feeling a lot of sadness about people and their lost nature we're feeling those emotions come up out of others and the violence and all those things and so we need to process things out we carry a lot of emotions that are not even our own like I said I was carrying emotions from my father you know from childhood where I wanted to make things better for him. And I would feel sad or not enough because I couldn't fix those things for him. And so as we process out emotions of those that have been close to us, and also those, like we're this big human family, so we can feel what's going on throughout the world. And as we release our stuff, and in a way that doesn't put it on somebody else and pass it on, it's so powerful. Releasing it out to nature, or to, you know, talking to a tree or out on paper, and then it's in the garbage. We're not putting that on somebody else. We are being an agent for change to allow healing to happen and not to pass hurt on. All right. Well, we've talked about quite a few things today. I know this is a a quick episode, but I hope it's helpful for you on healing. Um, In order to arise and thrive, make sure you're taking time to rest and heal, feel and heal. And um, whatever part of mourning that you're in, remember that you need to even mourn daily. If you have plans to go to dinner and it doesn't happen, you you get to mourn that. You get to be sad and hurt that it didn't happen. The other day, um, I had bought a beautiful little heart-shaped succulent. I can even show you this sad dead succulent if you watch the video on YouTube. It's so sad, but it was such a beautiful succulent. And this is the second time I've purchased one of these. I've only seen them down in La Jolla, California. The first one I bought, I overwatered and it died. The second one, this one that I just showed you, I overwatered and it died. And that was so sad for me. I was like, what? I tried again. And I failed at keeping this thing alive, this beautiful living living plant, and it's not living anymore. And so that was sad for me. And that day I just needed to cry. I know my friend, her little girl lost a bunny and it was partly because of how she held it and maybe dropped it or whatever and handled it. And that bunny died and she was so sad. She needed to mourn that. Like that was her bunny. That was her exciting future to watch this bunny grow and you know, change and get bigger and and have all these experiences with this rabbit. And now it was over. And so we need to mourn. Consistently, whether it's a plant that's dying in our lives or an animal or a a loved one, or whether it's a loss of an opportunity or loss of trust with someone or something that goes wrong and goes wrong, quote unquote, right? Or goes things go the way they go in life to teach us, right? But in our mind, we see it as a loss or as wait, it was supposed to go this way. My expectation wasn't met. And so those lost expectations can really hurt us if we don't look at it and see it as a loss and mourn it, if they can be piled up and stored inside our body and our mind and affecting us if we don't process those out. So, um, all right, you guys, I just, my heart goes out to all of you, wherever you're at in the world. I know we've had quite a few listeners in Malaysia and the Philippines and all different areas of the world, but I just send you my love and I'm so grateful for all the listeners. Um, I'm sorry that I've slowed down this last little bit, but I'm also not sorry. I'm grateful that I've had this time. So thank you for supporting me as I'm coming back to to doing an episode and it may be every other week right now I don't know exactly Um, I plan to pick up things at a normal pace once a week um, during the fall so starting as my kids go back to school and stuff but this summer I'm going to enjoy my children and enjoy my time with them and build up my relationships with them and if that means that I only get out a couple of podcasts this summer then that's okay but I hope that um, you are blessed in your feelings And, and you're stopping and you're resting and you're healing and you're slowing down. And that, um, as you heal, you're able to get that forward movement and that momentum that you need to achieve those goals that you have, that you dream big and you set those goals and know that they are never out of your reach. Maybe as you slow down, it just means that you're learning things to help you move forward in a new way that will bring those things in, in a more powerful way. And that's, that's great. So trust the process. So much love for all of you. Remember the two mantras. I deserve more love, not less. Give yourself more love every day in every circumstance. Even if you feel like you deserve less, because sometimes we feel that disapproval of others and we think, oh, I'm less deserving of love now. That's just a glitch in them, something that they are feeling. But when you feel that, sometimes you think something's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you you know, as you have brokenness in your body or in your personality in your being, um, I had, had Anne Washburn. She, she did a really cool, um, webinar and she talked about this. Like she said, there's two different types of broken. And she's like, I, I was always told people, no, you're not broken. You're not broken. She's talking about how with a sheet of glass or a mirror, like a sheet of a mirror, if that falls down and breaks, it's in little pieces. Right. And so one form, so that's a form of brokenness, like in pieces. Okay. Another form of broken is that it doesn't work. Like if you say I'm broken, that means you don't work. You're dysfunctional and you're not capable of doing things there. That type of broken is not a positive broken to call yourself. Like I'm broken. I can't, function. Um, the broken that we usually refer to, like feeling that we're broken, is these pieces and we don't know what to do with them. And she talked about how sometimes we'll banish one of those pieces, like, okay, I'm not relationships aren't very good with me, or I don't have a great relationship with my my dad or my mom. We may cut off even connections with that person, kind of banish that piece of ourselves. But they are a part of ourselves. So if we hold her a resentment with that piece, It's affecting us every day. If we embrace ourselves as a whole, like, hey, this is hurtful and sad, but I'm desiring for things to be better. I'm working on things, at least my part of it. I'm reaching out when I can or, you know, when I feel that I can, you know, as far as feeling safe or whatever. But um, as we heal those pieces and bring us together, heal each piece of us and bring it together as a whole, we're powerful if we banish one of those parts of us, that's like, I should be like this, or I could have done it that way. And that would have been better. Or, you know, kind of almost shaming or um, avoiding something about us. That's also the running away from the the horse flies, right? That negative part of us, if we say, no, I'm going to ignore this. I want everything positive in my life. I'm not going to listen to any negativity. um, Okay. It'll work for a time, but there's a certain point where we've got to face those heavier things, those hurts from our past, those pieces of us that maybe aren't the most beautiful in our mind, but they are beautiful in their own way. And as they heal, they become even more beautiful and we become even more complete, more well-rounded to help others and more accepting of the good and the hard. And as we get to that space it becomes more beautiful to be alive and we find more joy in everyday life because we're not trying to avoid or change things yes change for the better or help move things in a positive direction but not changing what already has been except for our perception of those things rather than shunning it or pushing it away I wasn't even going to talk about that that part But someone must have needed that, that part of, hey, I feel broken and pieces versus dysfunctional. Um, But as you move forward, those pieces will heal and they'll come back together in a more beautiful way. There's a type of pottery work that they do in Japan. And when something porcelain breaks, uh, like a beautiful dish, uh, they will actually take and put some gold It's like a gold, almost sealant type glue in those cracks. And it will come together with those beautiful golden crack lines. And it's just gorgeous. And so it becomes even more beautiful with this authenticness of these beautiful cracks. And that's actually what makes us beautiful is our experiences and and coming out better than we were as we went into those. And using those to bless others' lives and to love ourselves exactly where we are, if you can have that love for yourself and whatever arises, loving that in your life, you can move forward in powerful ways. So, okay, I love you all wherever you're at. And if you're feeling angry today, I love you. And you deserve more love, not less. If you're feeling hurt, you deserve more love, not less. I love you all. Hope you have a wonderful day. We will start up our Rise Now class again in the fall. So watch for that and hope everybody's doing well. Lots of love to you wherever you are throughout the world. Have an awesome week and I'll talk to you later. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? Relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you have always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so, we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit ariseandthrivelife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.